emotion, which is suffering, ceases to be suffering once there is a clear and concise picture of it. Spinoza Welcome to the Citizens of the Globe podcast, where we not only embrace, but encourage change in our environment, in our bodies, in our minds, and in our souls. My name is Michael Maltez, and I aim to break down the borders we create in our minds, one meaningful conversation at a time. Hey, I hope you're doing well, and I know you didn't ask, because this is a one-way conversation, but I like to think of it as a two-way conversation. So I'm going to pretend you asked, and I'll tell you, I'm doing all right. I've been better, and I've also been worse. Uh, Sometimes I get wrapped up in the fact that I'm not feeling or operating at my happiest or best, but I'm working on allowing myself to sit in this discomfort a bit rather than escape from it. See, for the majority of my life, I have filled that discomfort with escapist behavior. And I'm not talking about like the David Blaine or Houdini magic kind of escapism. I'm talking about escapism known as the tendency to seek distraction or relief from unpleasant realities, especially by seeking entertainment or engaging in fantasy. While at some level I've always known that I use like video games or other behaviors to escape the reality of my present uh, situation, what I failed to realize was that Escapism comes in many forms, and it can be masked in an equally numerous amount of ways. I'll try to explain what I mean. We have all encountered the emotionally unavailable person who just cannot come home and have one meaningful conversation with his loved ones, outside of pleasantries and how was your day? The kind of person who takes their emotional health and stuffs it down in the deepest darkest corners of their mind never to see the light of day it can be really challenging to live with someone like that because it's almost like you're only ever seeing a surface level version of that person and then you hear the other side of that story which is now from the vantage point of the emotionally unavailable person well they are tirelessly working sometimes two jobs and overtime all to put food on the table and provide for the family the workload is draining them and when they come home they just want to relax not deal with problems because they deal with enough of that at work and i realize that this is probably more common of a dynamic between couples where one is at home more often or works less than the other but it's also possible for two overworked individuals who both escape the reality of their circumstances by burying themselves in work to come together and exhibit these kind of behaviors the point is we all have heard of this relationship in some capacity or another and we know how it plays out You may have seen your parents play this kind of dynamic out. You may have seen your friends or your siblings play this out. You may have even given advice out. Or maybe you're in this situation right now. Why is that? Why is it so common? And why is the advice never really 
getting to the root of the problem. To be honest, all the advice I've ever heard was biased to one side or the other, depending on if the person you're getting the advice from is the overworked, emotionally unavailable person or the emotionally neglected person. If you're getting it from the emotionally unavailable, you'll hear things like, they just don't understand how much you're sacrificing to keep the lights on. You don't get that time that they get all by yourself to process emotions because you have to wake up and go to work. You don't have time to be depressed or have anxiety. You, you have to work and keep the lights on. They just don't get that. And honestly, they're kind of selfish for putting those emotions on you. And if you're getting advice from the emotionally neglected person or individual, you'll typically hear something like, they don't understand that a relationship is much more than money. It's more than just being provided for. It's creating this bond together and being vulnerable together. Depending on who you are, you resonate with one of these sides of the story more than the other. And I'm not here to tell you one side is more correct than the other. It's my goal in this episode to speak to you whichever side you're on and help you understand the gray area in between both ends of the spectrum. I know you are all reasonable and rational and capable human beings. So remind yourself of that too. I myself resonate with the overworked, emotionally unavailable individual more so than the emotionally neglected. At least in my relationship. And I've done this to my partner in more ways than just one. And so I thank her for always being patient with me and working with me to overcome these obstacles in our life. These are things that I don't think I would ever have faced without her. So some of the earliest forms of emotional neglect I imposed on my partner were in the form of video games. And I've talked about this before, but I want to depersonalize this by saying it wasn't just her that I was neglecting. It was everything that pained me. Everything that made my days hard to bear from school to my home life to my social life and eventually my relationship with her. The stresses of those things I was escaping all of them by filling the hours in between with video games. And despite all that, the Michael I am today can see that although the behavior wasn't directed towards her or because of her, she was still affected very much by it. As time went on and I progressed into my adult life, I replaced games with work. And in my line of work, it's very labor-intensive, but also very mentally exhausting, where I was working 10-plus-hour days and sometimes weekends. So I just had no space to upkeep this emotional front. I felt like talking to people was draining me of any life force I had left. And I've mentioned parts of this time in my life in previous episodes, but it was a really hard time for my relationship. I was burnt out, 
and still having to push through that burnout to keep the lights on. On top of that was the mental anguish of feeling like a failure for burning out at 20 years old. So there wasn't much space for me to be emotional. My life was just filled with video games, then career, sometimes mixtures of both, sometimes family stresses. And I was juggling all that and then trying to also maintain a healthy relationship with my partner. Looking back, I can see that I wasn't doing a great job at maintaining any of those aspects of my life. And I was doing an even worse job about prioritizing the things that matter to me and my life. I was being spread too thin. If you're an empathetic human being, you are probably feeling some of what I felt during that time and connecting it with feelings you've had in your life. Okay, so here's the important part. The transition from filling my days with games to filling my days with work to filling my days with research and the stock market and this and that. That cycle, I'm aware enough to admit, was a cycle that was repeating. Even though it was a different escapist behavior each time, it was the same escapist tendency. Meaning I was doing it for the same reasons, even though the actual outlet was different. Why? Well, it's easy, and I actually just walked you through it. It's easier for me to blame external factors in my environment for the way I was feeling than to blame myself. It's easier to say, work is stressing me out, my home life is stressing me out, the stock market has me all haywire because I'm losing money and I, and I feel terrible. Those are things outside of myself that I can point to and say, yeah, you're making me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you're making me feel sad. It's much harder to look at yourself and say, maybe there are some things that I can change. Maybe, maybe the things that I'm doing are the reason that I'm sad. Or mad or angry. Maybe it's something within myself. Okay. But here's the other important part. Stop blaming the outside environment, but do not start blaming yourself. Accept it. Accept the way you are. Accept who you are and accept why you are. That last little bit, the accept why you are, let's explore that. Because it's no secret that in conjunction with genetics, 
The environment we grow up in affects our lives and our development. That's a major piece of information to understand and educate yourself. Because to take the next step in processing your emotional trauma, you need to realize how much of you isn't innate. That you really are a product of your environment. That you are capable of change. Now that I'm starting to realize these things, I'm able to compassionately look at my undesirable behaviors and find their roots. For example, currently I'm exploring why it's so hard for me to cry or feel any sadness. If you met me on the street or in person, you'd probably think that I was a pretty happy person. In fact, when I feel sad, the first emotion, or well, the emotion I feel the most is anger. And as you know, anger is not a productive emotion in communication. It can be productive in other ways, like, for example, evolutionarily, anger is a protective emotion. If something happens that angers you, it heightens your senses, so you can hit harder or react faster to survive whatever situation you're in, to assess the threat. That's why in sports or in the military, you're taught to get angry. Get angry at the enemy. Because it prepares your body for a fight. Your blood pressure goes up, your heart is pumping faster, and it's pumping more blood to your extremities, you breathe harder. You're trying to protect yourself from the situation you are in, whatever it may be. So now, I ask us to look at my situation, in which, when I'm trying to be sad or vulnerable... I get angry. But it doesn't really make sense because there is no physical threat. There is no threat for me to defend myself from. There's no physical danger. But my bodily response is a response to danger. And so I think it's pretty safe to conclude that my body is perceiving emotions as a threat. Emotional vulnerability is the danger. So that fight response kicks in, protecting me from what hurts. But the thing is, what hurts isn't on the outside anymore. What hurts is on the inside. And I can't outrun what's on the inside. The only thing I can do is accept it. What's on the inside can only be accepted. Because you can try to run from it, you can try to stuff it down, 
escape into work or escape into video games or escape into this and that. Whatever your vice is, you can try. But it's, it's not going anywhere. It's running through those vices with you. Getting heavier and heavier the more baggage you collect. So accept it. Communicate with it. And eventually let it go. Um, which is what I'm in the process of doing right now. Like, even right now. This conversation we're having, it's helping. And the primary reason I'm having it here on the podcast is because I hope it helps you too. Wherever you are. Like I said before, your environment has a major influence on your development. And what I see now by looking at my environment is that I grew up in an emotionally unavailable home. I love my family and I appreciate everything they were able to give me because I know that so many others had it worse than me. But what I'm also realizing is the fact that I am grateful for the life I have doesn't mean that I can't recognize some of the emotionally traumatic situations I was in and how it was rare that I felt I had a safe space to feel without judgment. How in my household, vulnerability and honesty were met with hostility and so it was dangerous to be vulnerable. And so now I can conclude that I play out that same dynamic here in my adult life. Except now the roles are reversed and I'm the emotionally unavailable one. The one who gets angry. What's weird though is there's this duality within myself because I know from everything I've learned and experienced in life how damaging it can be to be angry outward or like expressively angry to people. It can be very damaging and it can be traumatic. So instead I turn that anger inwards and I internalize it. So I'm not hostile to my environment or anything, but I am very, very angry on the inside when I get close to being vulnerable. And this is something I am still exploring, but I understand that it's something that I learned from my environment. It's a bit more complex than that, but essentially... We as humans, we are only as capable as the tools at our disposal. And for 22 years, the only tools that I had, or was courageous enough to use, were repression, which is the unconscious blocking of thoughts or impulses, and escapism. I'm telling you now, 
That's just not going to cut it anymore. Not for me to be the person I want to be. So here's where we bridge that gap. Between the emotionally unavailable and the emotionally neglected. For me, the bridge is recognizing that my emotional unavailability stems from being emotionally neglected myself for years of my childhood. And if I can work through and break down that protective layer that I've built up over the years, I can see that my partner wants the same thing I want. A space where we feel heard, respected, and cared for. It's just we manifest that need and that want, that cry for help in different ways. I escape and repress, and she does what she does. And now if I can speak openly, all parties involved must realize that they are evolving or works in progress. That everybody here on this little planet is still working on becoming a healthier version of themselves and dealing with their traumas. In making that mental shift, I hope you gain compassion and perspective for the other side. And hopefully you walk away from this episode with a better understanding of the gray area between the spectrum. Because we really are just different sides of the same coin. And it's not about being perfect. It's about being present. And that's something my partner actually taught me. And she said it in one of our conversations a few weeks ago. But she said something along the lines of, I just want to be present, not perfect. So my friends, I'll leave you with that. I hope you continue to create the day that you want.